Great. Thanks, Ben. So, yeah, as Ben said, we're looking at Jonah today. And in a moment, we're going to be looking at our Bible passage, which is from Jonah chapter 2. So you might want to get that ready uh, in advance. But if there's one thing I want us to all go away with today, it's this. That God's way is the best way. God's way is the best way. Now, just for a little bit of context, this summer, if you've been with us um, throughout the past few weeks, even if you've not been with us over the past few weeks, we've been looking at Old Testament heroes, ordinary people like you and me that have trusted in God and done extraordinary things uh, for God. So we've looked at Noah, we've looked at Joseph, we've looked at Moses, David, Esther, Daniel, Today is all about Jonah. Now, the book of Jonah is only four chapters long. So I would encourage you over the next week just to sit down for 10, 15 minutes and read the entire book because it is fascinating. And the reality is there's elements of Jonah in each and every one of us. So that would be my encouragement to you for this week. But here's a question to get us started. A question. Are you going God's way in your life? Are you going God's way in your life? Because the best way is God's way. Now, actually, the story of Jonah is one of my favorite Bible passages. Um, and it's actually very significant in mine, uh, my family's journey into moving here to Newcastle four years ago. And I'm going to share a little bit about that uh, later on. But first of all, we're going to go on a whistle-stop tour of the book of Jonah. So are you ready? Yes. Thanks, Dom. Dom is ready. He's on the edge of his seat, look. So here we are. Jonah, he was actually a very, very hesitant hero. He was hesitant. But nevertheless, he was a hero because he realized that God's way is the best way. Now, this is my Jonah for today. Everyone say hello, Jonah. Hello. Looking fine, isn't he? Now, God had a very special job for Jonah. Can someone just come and hold Jonah for us at the front? That'd be really... Alice, thank you very much. Feel free to sit down if you want as well. Just make yourself comfortable. But you look after Jonah for us. He had a very special task. God wanted Jonah to go to a big, big city, a scary city called Nineveh. And Nineveh was a powerful city. It actually, it was so big, it took three days to walk across it. It wasn't a very nice place at all. And Nineveh was actually um, an enemy of Jonah's people. Now imagine you going to a place where you know the people there do not like you one single bit. Imagine going to that place. Now, what happened was, when God asked Jonah to go to Nineveh, what did he do? He got scared and he ran away. Alice, could you just stand to your feet for a moment, please, and just run around the church and come back here, that'd be great. Maybe do a little bit of scared sound, you know, a bit of a scream. Ah! Wow, that's drama school. That's uh, it's working. Another scream, Alice. Ah! 
Fantastic. He didn't really want to go to that place and to tell all the people there to turn away from their sin, to repent, um, to turn complete different direction. He was fearful. He really didn't want to do that. Now, if you're able, can I just ask you all to stand to your feet for a moment? So the majority of us are facing forwards, okay? Now, the people of Nineveh, they were set on one track. They were living a way of life that wasn't pleasing to God. They were doing unhelpful things, unpleasant things. Some of their lifestyle, their habits just were not pleasing to God. And so God wanted Jonah to go to that place to say to the people, you've got to turn away from your ways and walk my ways. That's called repentance, turning away. It's actually turning the complete different direction, 180 degrees. So why don't we all now just physically turn 180 degrees, face the other direction. And why don't we say to God, God, today I choose to follow your ways. Ready? God, today I choose to follow your ways. Wonderful. Do take a seat. God told Jonah, go to that great city of Nineveh, preach against it because wickedness has come up before me. Now, what did Jonah actually do? He actually ran to the furthest place he could possibly go. First, he went to Joppa, which was a port, but that wasn't far enough for him. No, he had to get on a ship and he headed for a place called Tarshish, which they think was near Spain. You see, Jonah thought that he could outrun and hide from God. You know, don't we sometimes try and do that ourselves? Maybe we don't want to do something that God is asking us to do. Or maybe we sometimes think, actually, my way is best. I can think of a better way to do this, and it's not your way, God. And just like Jonah, we try to escape from what we know is right. But here's the thing. Here is the golden nugget. God always knows where we are and what we're doing. The Bible tells us so. He always knows where we are and what we're, doing, what we're doing. So here we have Jonah on a big ship, okay? And then what happens now is a big storm came. Now, girls, can I just ask you to bring the, the ocean, please? That'd be fantastic. Just come to the front for us. And if you roll it out here, that's marvelous, yeah. Alice, you don't worry about Jonah for a minute. Just focus on the waves. That'd be marvellous. That's him. Put him up there, yeah. That's lovely. Right, so let's just have a little bit of a, a quiet, gentle wave for now. Yeah, just a gentle wave. So here he is. A big storm came, and the sailors on the ship were terribly scared. Let's all go, ah! Now, Jonah was down in the ship right at the bottom, somewhere around there, okay? Right at the bottom, and he was snoring. He was in a deep sleep. Can we all do a, our best snore? <laughs> Interesting fact, Rachel woke me up at three o'clock this morning and said, you are snoring, turn over. <laughs> Sorry, dear. So he was snoring, he was away with the fairies, and Jonah thought that he had escaped from God. 
Oh, what a mistake that was. Jonah's pride got in the way. He thought he'd outrun God. Now, as the storm raged on, it kind of got a bit more fierce, just a little bit more. That's it, intensify it. The sailors realized that this guy, Jonah, he was the problem. Jonah was the problem. And they said to Jonah, they said, tell us who is responsible for making all of this trouble. What have you done? They asked him. And what did they do? They threw Jonah overboard and the sea became... So I'm not, you know, I'm not endorsing that kind of thing. That is a doll. But the, Jonah is now overboard. The sea is now calm. Let's all go, But then something else incredible happened. God sent a big fish. I mean, God is just full of surprise, isn't he? He sent a massive fish. Now, can anyone see a big fish in the building? I know you can, but can anyone else see a big fish in the building? If you can see a big fish and you are under the age of 10, please can you bring the big fish to me? That would be marvellous. Big fish, now is your cue. Right now. That would be lovely. Thank you very much. Big fish is required right now. If you are a grown-up, can you please bring me a big fish right now? (laughs) Here he is. Thank you, David. Right, let's just have the big fish down here, David. You can sit on him if you want. David, sit on the fish. Oh, no, he was sitting on the fish. Right, here we go. Now, what did the fish do? What did the fish do? The fish swallowed up Jonah. David, where have you gone? I need you to take the fish and swallow up that Jonah. Dom, you'll have to do it. I do a big gulp. Ooh. There we are, swallowed up. So now he's in the belly of the great big fish. You see, the fish, which was sent by God, saved Jonah from death. Now, some people question whether or not this is real. Okay, you might, really? God sending a big fish to swallow up Jonah? But we know it's real because Jesus talks about it. And if Jesus talks about it, we've got to believe it happened. It happened, folks. God is an extraordinary God. Now, Let me just plant this question in your minds. Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. What other great work did God accomplish in three three days? Amazing, isn't it? So inside the belly of the fish, Jonah had time to think. And he realized that he needed to listen and obey to God's plan. And so what did he do? He prayed to God in the belly of the fish. Now, this is where it cranks up a little bit. Everyone okay? So, can you go get the parachute for me, please, over there and bring it back? I need some more people to be the wave. So, anyone up for being a wave? Oh, who's that? Oh, hello. I didn't see you then. Right, wonderful. Excellent. So, if you can get that end of the waves, that'd be marvellous. I might need a couple of grown-ups just to make sure proceedings go without a hitch. That'd be marvellous as well. Do you want to come to this side? 
That's it. You hold that. Right, marvellous. Oh, there we go. Right. And you stretch it out a bit. That's it. Right, what we need now is this parachute is going to represent the belly of the fish. The belly of the fish. Jonah, in the middle, please, Mim. Just a bit of a disclaimer. I've not rehearsed this. I don't know how it's going to go. But Jonah is about to fly up in the air momentarily. Okay? So, here's the belly, okay? Now, what I need is maybe just one or two people to be in the belly with Jonah, like underneath, okay? So, Amara, I needed your help then. Some, you stretched it out. That's it. So, stretch the belly out. Okay, you're ready. Now, for the rest of us, we're going to read together the Bible passage, which is Jonah chapter 2. And if you've not got a Bible, I'll just read it over us. Okay? So if it's anything like my belly, it'll be a bit rumbly. So let's just have a nice rumble. Okay, ready? So from inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. He said, in my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the depths into the very heart of the seas, and the current swirled about me. All of your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me, the deep surrounded me. Seaweed was trapped, uh, wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down, the earth beneath barred me in forever, but you, Lord, my God, brought me up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them, but I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. I will say, Jonah said, Salvation comes from the Lord. This is your big moment, folks. And the Lord... Oh, I've just noticed all the wine. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. And the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah out onto dry land. Oh, where's he gone? Woo! Well done, everyone. Well done. Great. Uh, kids, if you want a little bit of an activity, there's some drawing over there for you to do. You can go on your own journey to Nineveh for a few more moments. But friends, thank you so much. Thank you so much. <clears throat> friends, God can use even the most unexpected things to help teach us lessons in life, teach us how to grow as disciples. We can't run away from God no matter how we try to do that. I mean, God sent a great big fish to swallow up Jonah for three days for him to realize that God's way is the best way. And he declares, doesn't he, that salvation comes from the Lord. Here's the beautiful thing. Jonah's inner transformation led to Nineveh's transformation. You see, what actually happens is 
that changed people like you and me change people. Changed people change people. God's mercy is for everyone, even those who we think might not deserve it. And Jonah has seen God's loving kindness for himself. He said, I know you are gracious. I know you are a compassionate God. You're slow to anger. You're abounding in love. He's seen a God that relents from bringing calamity on people. He's seen that God's way is the best way. Do you know God's way is the best way? I said at the beginning about our story coming here to Newcastle, we did not want to move to a city bigger than York. York is like a light, an overgrown town. It was beautiful, it was historic. We had friends there, we had close to family. We were happy, we were comfortable. We did not want to move. The thought of moving to a city like Newcastle filled us with dread. And the Lord began to speak to us and to, he told us that you're to move to Newcastle. And we did. <laughs> we moved. And do you know what it was that moved us to this place? It was knowing God's heart for the people of this city. And when God broke our heart for the people of this city, we knew we had to act and we had to move. Maybe God is doing something like that in you today. And so Jonah, what he does is he reminds us that we can all be heroes if we choose to do and follow life God's way. The most extraordinary thing about this story is that it gets better because there is a better Jonah and his name is Jesus Christ. There's a better Jonah, his name is Jesus. Where is Jesus in this story? Well, here he is. Unlike Jonah, Jesus accepted his life was a sacrifice and freely and willingly he accepted his fate, death on the cross. Jonah was thrown overboard to save the ship and the sailors. Jesus willingly laid down his life on the cross as the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. Jonah spent three days in the belly of the fish. Jesus spent three days in the tomb before his glorious resurrection, victory over sin and death. Jonah's message was one of repentance to avoid God's harsh judgment. Jesus came to bring grace, offer us forgiveness. Even when we don't deserve it, he promises his life in all of its fullness. Jonah's message was for one group of people in one city. Jesus' message is for all of humankind. He is our light of salvation. So do you get it? Do you get it? Jesus is God's best. He is the ultimate hero. And God invites you to share in the best life that he has in store for you. You might be here today and you're thinking, well, what's God asking of me? Just like Jonah. If you're struggling to articulate or understand that today, for you personally, remember that you are here today as a community, as a family of God, St. Thomas's. And we feel that the Lord has placed on us as a church this charge 
to be following Jesus, building community, loving Newcastle? Will we be obedient to the charge that God has given us together? And will we live the best life he has for us? Because God's way is best. Amen.